This interview brought to you by AgriCentre South. Branches in Lawnville, Gore, Cromwell, Milton and Ranfilly. Drop by your local AgriCentre South branch today. Tuesday afternoon, you're listening to the muster in Hokanui. Bonnie Tyler there. Sounds like she's smoking 100 darts a day, but um, unmistakable tones anyway for your Tuesday afternoon. Bernadette Hunt, uh, Chatham Farmer and Vice President of Southland Federated Farmers. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Um, it's a bit warmer today than it has been the last couple of days, and the lawn's still growing, so that's a good thing. Yeah, we finally had to mow it again yesterday. We haven't done that for a wee while. That was pretty good. Yeah, it is April, I suppose. you think the growth will slow down. But I think generally, though, just talking to people around the traps, that rain we had last week and the soil temperatures, they have taken a dive, but they are still in the double digits predominantly. And people seem, you know, pretty happy where things are, are all things considered. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they'll lift a bit again now. It's really mild today. So, um, you know, it always happens. We always get a bit of a wintry blast and everyone panics and thinks, oh, gosh, winter's here. But it is only April. You know, we still have some nice weather ahead of us for sure. Hey, Barony, we're going to talk about the Southland land plan and um, the issues that have been affecting it lately. Now, you were in um, Zoom meetings all yesterday trying to get some clarification about what was going on. Just give a little background again for people who aren't too sure on this situation. Yeah, so no, it was actually in-person meeting yesterday all day. So, so we've had a number of interim decisions from the court. So the, the plan is huge and there were lots and lots of appeals on it. So they've kind of, the court's chunked it up and is working through it piece by piece and delivering interim decisions along the way. And at some points they're saying, actually, we can't make a decision on this, we need a bit more input. One of those areas was on what's called Appendix N, which is the farm plan that is part of the Southland Water and Land Plan. So until there's a national farm plan, the Southland Water and Land Plan says a local farm plan is going to be required going forward. And, and I know that some people will be rolling their eyes, but to be fair, I actually support this. And the reason being... Um, that if we don't want to have a whole lot of regimented rules that everyone has to follow, then um, the farm plan is intended to kind of put a bit of scrutiny on farms to make sure that we're not doing stuff that's damaging to the environment, that we're following good practice, um, but we can do it in a bespoke way um, according to what you know what makes sense on our own particular farm and within our own operation. So that's what the purpose of a farm plan is, that it lets us avoid all those regimented rules. So there was a farm plan in the original version way back in 2016. Obviously, we've come a hell of a long way since then in terms of what's considered acceptable and what's not. So through the court process, there's been changes made to that farm plan template or that farm plan kind of outline of what's required. And so the court's made lots of changes to that along the way. And at the, at the end of this, they've kind of gone, well, actually, we need to double-check that this still makes sense. So we need to double-check that with some people that know farming. So they appointed six of us to to go through that sense check process, and that's what we did yesterday. So we effectively walked through the entire document, gave feedback, and it wasn't feedback on we don't agree that that this should have to be done. We weren't allowed to do that. The court's decided what does and doesn't have to be in there, but does it make sense? Can farmers understand this? And actually, is it practical? Can it be reported on? Uh, so that was kind of our remit as we went through that yesterday, and we gave lots of feedback, which... Um, we hope the judge, you know, it was presented back into a joint witness statement uh, that the six parties in, in the room will agree on and it will go back to the judge for her to decide what she then does with that information. How confident are you of a positive outcome out of this? I'm very hopeful. I mean, they asked for the process. That was six of us in a room with a court-appointed kind of mediator for the whole day. Um, 
I, I don't think they would have asked us to do it if they weren't interested in the outcome. Um, and ultimately, the farm plan process is uh, is going to be useless if it if it can't be understood or implemented by farmers. So yeah, I, I would hope that they'll pay some reasonable attention to some of the suggestions that we made. Kate Ackland is now Beef and Lamb Chair as of last week. Um, a lot of remits coming through at that meeting though as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, pretty cool to see a woman in the Beef and Lamb Chair position for the first time. It'll be interesting to see um, how she goes in that role. I don't personally really know Kate. I think I've met her once or twice, but I don't, I, you know, don't know her at all. But um, you know, she's coming in at a pretty challenging time. Um, as you say, ten remits. The, the first, um, you know, thing they're really going to have to turn their attention to is how do they pay really good attention to those remits and make it clear to farmers that they are, um, because you know that that was a very clear signal from farmers that they want some specific things acted on. Um, and although there was no answer on those remits out of the meeting, the onus is now on the board to to follow through and give some feedback back to farmers. Um, so, yeah, everybody's kind of waiting with bated breath to hear what the board's going to do with all of those. Um, the other thing I think, and, and I, I saw a comment from Kate, and look, I know how um, difficult it is giving comments to media and then when people pull those comments apart and analyse them. But the comment I saw was along the lines of that um, she took on board from the meeting that, that it, there's a real need for the board to better communicate to farmers how they reach some of the decisions they reached. And I kind of mm, drew breath a little bit when I read that because my view is actually what the board should have taken from that meeting is that they need to do a better job of listening to farmers and taking farmers' message um, into their advocacy, not the other way around, not advocating and then taking their message back to farmers. So, look... Okay, the benefit of the doubt, you know, I know that it's easy to pull apart a statement like that <laughs> when you read it in the media and can read it over and again, and chances are she was asked to make a comment and um, that was the first thing that, you know, that, that came out um, and didn't have as much analysis as it does in the reruns. But, um, yeah, that, that's where I think they need to really be focusing their attention is they need to take, you know, they need to be listening to farmers and delivering farmers' message, not listening to government and delivering that message to farmers. So time will tell. Watch the space. I yeah, wish her all the best for sure. And of course Jeffrey Young as well and his new role on that board as well. Absolutely. And you can argue there that the change down here in the south of the Jeffrey was perhaps one that uh, pretty much echoed the thoughts of the levy payers. Yeah, I wish, I think so. Certainly the levy payers down here because obviously only the south southern people got to vote in that. But um, I certainly have heard a lot of feedback from people in other parts of the country that were were you know were right and behind um, you know the need need for change and that's not to take anything specific away from Andrew but um, you know there's a real dissatisfaction at the moment there and um, um, yeah so hopefully the board's taken that on board and we look forward to hearing what comes out. Just finally, Bernie, save the date. This will be for the Feds AGM, I imagine. Yeah, that's right. First of May, um, so it will run for the afternoon and evening of the first of May. Um, the exact details will follow very, very soon, but um, generally there's the industry um, AGMs early in the afternoon, followed by the main provincial AGM, um, and some really, uh, and we always include, you know, make that a kind of a conference format with some good speakers on specific topics that are relevant, and then there's usually like a happy hour, which is a really good mix and mingle kind of thing before tea, and then we always have a really great guest speaker over tea. So, um, yeah, save the date, the afternoon of, of the Monday the 1st of May, um, and look forward to seeing a really good turnout at that. Bernadette Hunt, always great to chat. Cheers.
Bernadette Hunt there, Chatham Farmer and Vice President for Federated Farmers down here in the south. Tuesday afternoon, up next, Hilary Copeland from Bannerman Crookshank Pride. You're listening to the Master on Hokanui.